G'day, Potters. Welcome to Victims of the Punt. Looking at a uh, a good track, potentially, they tell me, in Sydney uh, at Rose Hill for the Rose Hill Gold Cup. Um, another race, but mainly the Golden Eagle, um, which, believe it or not, Punters, is worth $10 million. Um, staggering, <laughs> staggering, staggering behaviour. Um, back to uh, defend his crown. Very articulate and dominant last week, Pistol Pete. Welcome, Hacho. How are you? Yeah, very good. I, I can't wait to talk about a European horse coming out here to win millions of dollars of cash just for them to send it back to Europe and win more prestigious races that people actually care about. Oh, the rich are getting richer, and that's all that matters. Uh, Mark Rosen, speaking of the rich getting richer, how are you? <laughs> um, very well indeed, and especially casting your mind back to Saturday. Um, in a very good frame of mind after promise of success won the invitation. But you actually, I found it as best value. And back that you actually put it in as your top pick in that race. Yeah, I liked it. Um, certainly didn't. Um, I don't think I would have had near as much as almost anything on compared to you. But um, <laughs> good, good to get one away on the victim show. Um, been a very big week in the mailbag. We've all done a bit of modelling. Um, um, speaking of modelling, though, um, we've got a beautiful little Philly headwater heads to Gavin Bench. But that's the only thing we've got happening at Mailbag Bloodstock this week. We Tried our little heart out to try and find another horse on the digital sale on Wednesday, but they all just went for too much. Uh, Mark, this show is powered by honeyform.com.au, mailbackbloodstock.com.au, but especially readybet.com.au, Australian-owned, operated, bookmaker, app, web website, the works. Uh, an outstanding promo this week, which we can't talk about. If you sign up and log in, you'll see all about it. What's happening outside of that at readybet.com.au this week, big fella? Yeah, all about promos. Um, got one on the NBA we just launched and the racing one on the two big meetings. On Saturday, you just mentioned, I can't give any more details than that, unfortunately, during the legislation in various states. But if you sign up, log in, and head to the promotions page, you can find out all about them. I'm sure you'll love them. And as always, Dico? Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Uh, boys, Rose Hill, Rail Crew, talk to me about the weather first, Mark. And then give me a patent prediction. And Peter, Hacho, please follow that with your own track prediction because you're a, you're a data modeler. You're a numbers man. You're my man. The weather is good. Uh, it was raining a bit today, but Friday, Saturday, both mid-20s and clear. So if it doesn't get to good for it, it'll get very close, in my opinion. As to a pattern, wow. in the true... Look, the last few true rails, rails with a bit of juice in the track have played... Offence, especially in the straights. Uh, hard to lead at the last meeting on the 24th of September. No leaders at all one, in fact, uh, and offence in the straight. However, uh, there have been um, times when I don't think it'll get this hard, but on hard tracks on a true rail at Rose Hill, it'll be pretty dynamite inside. But it has certainly the last three or four meetings in the true at least not been the case that the rail's been hot. In fact, you'd wanted to get off the straight. So I'm going in, I'm assuming fairish to start. Peter, what's the punningform.com.au data say to you? Yeah, look, fair is the initial game plan, but we're seeing a lot more of some really sizable fields early, especially. So uh, I think if there's any pattern that emerges over those first couple of races, you really have to probably take that into account a bit more so just given the size of some of these monster fields. So uh, look, be aware, but not alarmed. Yeah, I think when we're going to get to the last race we're going to talk about, which is we're going to do race six, seven, and eight, the uh, Screaming Eagle. That race is chock-a-block full pony. 
And that could that, that's likely going to be a different pattern to what you're seeing for the first bit of the of the meeting, just because the tempo is going to be so massive in that race. We'll start with race six, the Rose Hill Gold Cup, two thousand meters. Uh, the first replay we're going to look at is quality. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, the market power by readybet.com.au. Are you reading or am I reading, great man? I'm happy to read it. I'm happy to read it. Number one, Stockman, 752. Holly Gray, 13. Three, Yonkers, 13. Down to seven, Wat Dajon, six. Eight, quality time, 390. Ten, Star of India, 950. 12, Beza Shocker, 15. Uh, 15, Honey Creeper. Robert Scurry still having nightmares about Honey Creeper, $7.50 and longer the rest. Are you cuddling any? Are you taking on any there? Uh, cuddling Wat Dajon and Star of India, the two Europeans, or two of the Europeans in the race. Um, Polly Gray needs it wetter than this, so we're pushing her. And quality time, I think, is a very good chance in this, but he's too short a price in a competitive race for me, so we're pretty close to the top of the ground at 390 there. Peter, before we start, are you happy with that pronunciation of the seven? Uh, yes, I am, and I believe the English translation was its former name overseas in Silver Wood. Silver Wood. It's wood as in forest, not as in the actual, you know, such. So the current favourite, the local, I don't know if he always was a local, but we sort of talk about imports if they come for one or two runs, then they're an import. After that, they're a local. Uh, we're going to look at quality time as he brains them two back. Yes, he did. He had a lovely run. This was a 78, I think. He had a lovely run, but he um, he really did stamp himself as a bit better than this sort of restricted grade this day. He raced on the pace, which is a great racing style to have. And yes, by the 250, he's put a couple of lengths on him. And that is the last day saw of him. Absolutely powered away to win in great style at this track, over 1,900, virtually this distance as well. And since he has been up to Port Macquarie and won, he got the job done against pretty ordinary opposition, but lovely little tick over for Ronnie. He runs in this and I. He's got a big dance uh, entry after winning a Port Macquarie race. You know, back up in Houston. Wow. Uh, replay number two is Honey Creeper putting the writing on the wall. Did Rob back this and it just missed, boys? Did he? What? There it is in the blue jacket of Godolphin. Strung up in a little bit of traffic. Held up, held up, held up. Waits. Has to wait for the winner. Hope in your heart to go. Gets to the outside. Um Look, she's looking. This was over a mile. She's looking for this sort of trip. She did take a little bit of time to wind up. And couldn't quite overhaul Hope in Your Heart, so arguably a good thing, Pete. Um, Rob certainly thought so. I personally thought the winner was easy enough to find at $11. But, um, <laughs> Speaking of Rob, you wouldn't believe this, Mark. Well, I reckon he might have the best left foot of anyone over 35 that didn't play professional AFL. I saw that footage of, well, just a snippet of footage and um, pretty deadly accurate, yes. Unbelievable. He was he was on Gosh's paddock just kicking him wherever he wanted on Tuesday. Found his way to Warwick Farm on Wednesday and just won again. Just another yeah, time. He was pretty, pretty handy with the Dukes as well, I must say. I was the one there playing fullback and then just firing off a few barrels towards him. And he was still taking him well above his head. So for someone who probably hasn't kicked a footy in five years, he was uh, he's pretty sharp. Yeah, there's a bit of that going on there, actually, on uh, Tuesday. Uh, Peter, how do you see this race? Uh, speed map, I think that's probably the starting place. I think they find their positions relatively easily. Uh, quality time, I think, will probably lead early. Polly Gray's probably going to roll forward. Horses like Kukaracha, Kiss the Bride, they'll be thereabouts. But I think Star of India, the international, he's been ridden with intent in most of his starts so far. I think Brenton Abdullah for, for the Nisham camp, I, they don't really mind having them on, on pace. So I think that horse will come across. What the Waller camp does with Lord Ardmore, I think 
Tim Clark as a booking is enough intent there to suggest from the wide gate they'll try and roll forward with that as well. And one of the other internationals, uh, Afa Baskin, is that where we're going with that? Uh, that's typically settled on, on pace as well. So that will probably try and follow uh, Star of India across and try and settle prominently. So I think that's your, your pace up, up front. And then look, the rest of them will just find their positions back in the field. So look, I'd be expecting a little bit of tempo there early, but once they settle into rhythm, I think it will just be probably slackening back to even at best. Mark, what about Stockman? Um, yeah, is he going to back up in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday? I heard a rumour he might be. Yeah, which leads me to think that winning this isn't absolutely a one priority for him. And, and improving track, look, he's, he's not legless on dry by any stretch, but um, to have an edge on him, you'd like to see him on wetter than this. And um, I, I suspect they're tuning up for Tuesday. Yeah, you're certainly risking at $7, that's for sure. Any that, any that you like a lot here, Mark? I, I don't know if I can like it a lot, but I've ended up with the visitor, Bois d'Argent, on top, uh, just on the... It's just staggering how you two have figured out that's called Bois like, If I was just doing it by myself, I would have called it Boys d'Argent. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I did French the year 12, so if I couldn't work that out, it would be a complete waste of time and money. That, but, um, anyway. Um, I did a little I, bit of French once when I went to uni, but... Another right. story. <laughs> um, yeah, just on the uh, time form equivalent figures I've looked at, he's probably the best horse in the race. I don't know if he's the best 2,000-metre horse in the race and certainly the best 2,000 metres first up horse in the race. But uh, he's drawn wide, yes, but I think he'll just sort of sneak off midfield, get in somewhere. Uh, if he can run the trip, I think he'll be hard to beat. And I just thought at the price, it was probably the way to go. Quality time, just so, so solid this time in. Three very good runs in a row. Is definitely the one to beat. I couldn't get anything under three to one in this race. So, uh, look, Star of India, the other visitor, I think his overs at double figure odds. Okay. It will run 2,000, in my opinion. And, uh, look, as I said, on figures, the other the other one's just a bit ahead of him, but uh, Star of India might be the one that um, is better suited at 2,000. And I think on the map that Pete sort of touched on, I think he's going to get a really nice run back at the speed. So, they were the three I was sort of looking at. Stockman, uh, a little bit around for the reason mentioned. Honey Creeper has to go in. I think look, she may well have it just be ready to go to another level and right down there on the limit weight. Um, in the right camp to just continue to maintain momentum. 100% right. Um, she's right in the race, but just in this big deep field, you know, 650 to 750 sort of range is about right in my opinion, but I certainly wouldn't be talking you out of her if you were uh, – Chasing your money on her, a la Rob. Right, we'll roll through our top fives now just to clarify our positions on this race. Pistols with Star of India for Annabelle and Quality Time, Honey Creeper, Place the Argent and Kiss the Bride. And Mark is with, I'm with Quality Time on top. I think it just makes his own luck and there's the only thing I, I like what I know. You know? Yeah. Scared shitless of the other thing. Uh, I think Stockman's flying. I think Honey Creep is flying, and I think Annabelle's doing a phenomenal job with these imports. It's as good as anyone in the game at it. And then Mark's bringing us home here. Boys, boys Dargent into quality time from Star of India, Honey Creeper, and Lord Ardemore. Boys, let's look at race seven, the Nature Strip Stakes with a bunch of horses he's bashed over the last three or four years in it. Uh, take us through the market, please, Mark Road and Ready Bet. Number one. Number one, um, Nature's Strip's great rival, Eduardo, 750. Two, Private Eye, a bit shorter at 460. 
shorter than the rest of the market. Three Mazu, four twenty, four Mask Crusader nine fifty, five Colding ninety one. Yeah, Shelby, good on you. Number seven, Lost and Running two seventy. I think we're pretty close to the top of the ground there. Eight Kementari thirty one. Yeah, we're pretty long. The others, we own a smart one. Uh, number eleven at seventeen. So looking to cuddle Private Eye and take on Lost and Running. More or less. Um, just a little bit conservative with Mask Crusader as well. Uh, I was tipping him up as the value pick in the Everest, and he was disappointing. He really didn't do anything, even though it was run to suit. Here we go, looking at the Everest. Yeah. I think if you like him in the Everest, you'd be mad to drop off. Well, it's odds. And also, uh, just going through it again today, he he was fourth up in the Everest last time. He's third up this year. He's actually fourth up today, and he's picked fourth up twice before in his career. So he, he could jump out of the ground and be hard to beat in this, but... I mean, others were better than him in the Everest. There's no doubt about that. What do you make of him, Pistol? Hike off, bury on. He'll be one of the biggest switches in Sydney right now. Well, yeah, exactly right. That was one of the other changes between last preparation and, and this prep is that Tommy Berry was riding him in the Everest uh, on that occasion when he when he peaked on the day. So, look, sometimes it's just a case of getting the best out of these horses. And I thought the, the replay with Pike on board was interesting. He, he almost didn't take him out for the widest lanes there in the straight. And then only really just brushed home on him late there. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does improve with the jockey change. Yep. Uh, the next replay we're looking at is the Premier Stakes. Nice. Yeah, this is the race the favourite comes to. Look, they've run this race. I think it's three times they've run this race uh, as a sort of extra Everest. Um, and it's been run. The Everest has been the form each year in each running of it. Uh, this year, the favourite lost in running did not run in the Epson. Uh, he did beat things like Mazu, who uh, went on to run in the Epsom and Mars Crusader. And Everest, Everest. Uh, what did I say? Epsom. Thank you. The Everest. Trying to stick it up. <laughs> Tradition. Yes. yes. Uh, he did beat some horses that went on to run well in the Everest. Uh, but I would argue that Mazu ran better in the Everest than it did that day in the Premier Stakes. I, I'm, look, he's right in the race. He's a very good sprinter. He's nature strip aside. He's in that sort of B-grade echelon which is really A-grade outside of Nature Strip uh, group. Uh, he's right in the race, but I don't look, taking, you know, 250, 260, you're saying he is half a class above these and he's not in my opinion. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's tricky as well, isn't it? Because he was scratched, obviously, from the Everest with lameness issues. And obviously, Eduardo pulled up, what, one out of five lame, according to the yeah. stewards after the race, and, and he failed. So it does have a little bit of a – I'm surprised there's such a price differential between the two, given they both had issues there. Peter, take us through your top five then and elaborate on that. Well, I'm, I'm going to stick with Eduardo just purely based on the map here. And I think Mazu is the other horse that does map to improve. The horse got back there and look, looked a little bit plain there in the straight until the last 200 when Mazu really knuckled down. Um, lost in running, I'm happy to take on at the at the short price. But those, I think those prices are, are incorrect, by the way. I, did, I didn't mind the run of brutality. I thought there was a little bit of something there, but I don't think this is going to be his race as such. But I thought if Eduardo is at his best, and look, I don't think Joe Pride sending him around if he is having any issues or ill effects after the Everest, he gets a chance to dictate this race. I don't think anyone else is going to be taking him on early. I think Pike on We Own a Smart One, although it's a go-forward horse, he's not the most aggressive jock. So Nash should be able to cross from the wide gate, control the race. And if Eduardo's at his best, he won the race last year. Uh, he's clearly got the best figures out of this bunch. So Vaccines and leading on price. speed. Pike hates them both. Yes. Mark, take us through your top four. Uh, yours are there first. Uh, um, yeah, Mark's I know, we're going to, right, Back to me. Yeah, I've clearly, uh, my hand is up for this. I've 
Uh, clearly, I'm going to update the prices on the top five sides for us, unfortunately. Uh, leaning to private eye, even though the map isn't great, uh, I think he's flying. He's ever he's all but won the Everest. He was dynamic down the straight. Enormous uh, down the straight. I knew he was going to be that day. Did the market know? One who's... of the great steamers in recent yep. memory, that was. And he's come out and been beaten on lip in the uh, the Everest. He, he is flying. He's drawn barrier 12 here, which is an issue, but I, of the probably three or four in the market, I thought he was the most backable. I'm not desperate to bet in this race, but he was the most backable. Lost and running. His favourite for a reason. I just think he's a shade short. Mazu's going to get a softer run than um, Private Eye. He's right in the race, but I think his price is, um, uh, you know, close enough as well. Eduardo, uh, one out of five lameness. What does that mean? Jeezy um, went hard in front, but that in the past has kind of been his go. The difference might be here after 30. He won this race last year, right? Uh, and he dominated it from the front. Uh, he is a year older. He's coming off probably the worst run of his life, I would suggest, in the Everest. He hasn't been beaten that far in a long, long time, if ever. Uh, could be gone, but then again, if you get out and just do his favourite thing, dominating a field without major skip in it, and, he, and he's proven before he can run 1,300. Last Crusader, um, yeah, good win. Good win, could run nowhere, but uh, have to throw him in a double figure on. Yeah, so, look, I... Um... I'm with Eduardo for all the reasons you, you guys have spoken about. He was not going to be annoyed and figurized, you know, and sort of sacrificed by Nash Strip like James McDonald just took on Nash that day and they just chewed each other up. I blame J Mac more than Nash, but I pull credit to Nash at the same time. Uh, I think Smoke and Joe won't back this thing up unless it's right, but it would be a sort of D Day for the horse and the ownership group, no doubt. Uh, I think Marzu is flying and he's the actual genuine horse with upside here. We'll go really good in Everest next year. Private Eye would have had on top, but the barrier draw scares mm. me a lot, and especially in a, on a Sydney track. I just want to see how they sort of settle. Uh, Lost and Running is the bomb-proof map horse, I think, and I think 300 metres is ideal for Mask Crusader, who loses Pike, which is four or five lines and gets buried. The next race, guys, the, the time-honoured Golden Eagle, 1,500 metres, $10 million race. Uh, markets, markets. Part one and two, Mark mm-hmm. Twenty four in it. We've got to. We had to split it in half here. Now we Talk start to me, baby. Overpass number one at eighteen. Uh, three in the Congo. Eleven. Four Valana. Eighteen. Five. I wish I win. Ten. Six. Mister Mozart. Nineteen. Click down to number twelve. Possibly the best horse in the country now has arrived. Number twelve, Light Infantry at three dollars. Wrong silks. Wrong silks. Can't they? <laughs> right. Uh, over to the second page. Thirteen. Well Wall. Who? Uh, Managed to get into the field by being extended by two runners and having his uh, handicap rating boosted by three points. He's, Speaking uh, of, allegedly, allegedly, um, is it not an issue that this horse was backed 100 to 1 into sort of 50s and 40s at some joints when it wasn't going to get a run? Yeah. yeah. Is, well, it, is that weird? You can't, you can't get on anyway. There's no MBLs to futures markets. Well, someone did. Well, All credit to them. Yeah, he, he's $19 now. Uh, he, he was 101. Yeah, yeah. yes, he was. Probably. And wasn't going to get a run. Yeah. Yes. I don't think they've run a 20 horse field at Rose Hill since the 1940s or something. But <laughs> he's a god. But, um, uh, him, I, I hope it wins and pisses him. <laughs> <when they're laughs> oh. Well, it or Cardinal Jen, who. Oh, God. The yeah. It was the blue. It's like, oh, you know, how could they stick this horse in? Um, and deprive the little Aussie battlers, Graham Beck and, and his owners, of a run 
Whereas had they just left it as it was, Cardinal Gem wouldn't have got a run anyway. Yeah. I just forgot about the rest of the market, but you can find get ready um, Download the app today, gamble responsibly. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, well, I think Graham Beck, while he, I certainly uh, appreciate his point, uh, if what went on, if, if he's, what went on, what he actually thinks went on did go on, then he wouldn't have got to run anyway because the field would have still been over. <laughs> but he's got to run now anyway because Brigantine's crashed. So good luck. Yeah. Well, look, maybe it was Graham that knocked off the wall of horse. He got the text. You're going to miss out, buddy. Yeah, I've got to get something out of it. Yeah. And down the local tavern. Did his best. Allegedly. Full credit. Um, let's roll through the top fours as we dribble about why we like what we like here, because this is a fascinating race. And before we do that, actually, Peter, do you want to talk about a speed map? Or Yeah, I've got a speed map. Look, uh, in the Congo overpass, they're the two drawn inside. That would challenge for early position. But then you have Lavish Girl, Lady of Honor, Lightsaber, Military Expert, even Mr. Mozart. They're all drawn mid or wider. And just given the capacity field, you think there's at least genuine tempo there early. They probably just find their spots back in the field. The other one's drawn wide. Um, Light infantry has typically settled worse in midfield or midfield at best, but from gate seven, I think he just lobs in a perfect spot. And Wellwell's probably going to be just behind him uh, from gate eight. I wish I win probably just a little bit widened, both of those trying to look for a three-wide line with cover, chain of lightning on the fence midfield. So... Look, I think the best chances are all sitting somewhere off the speed here. Uh, and look, look, light of light infantry is clearly the one for me. Um, that group one form just looks excellent. I think we just need to say to the punters listening at home, uh, Peter has downloaded or whatever he's done the international ratings and put on a clinic privately last week on Cox Plate Weekend to Mark, myself, and the Malvo guys. So get your pens out and listen. Go. So the early price light infantry earlier in the week was around four sixty. We're now offering what three dollars fifty, three sixty or so, Mark. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this horse jumps around two eighty, like high twos. And I know that sounds a little bit outrageous you know, when I was saying it earlier in the week, but the horse has only continued to firm in. Look, if it runs to its peak international figure, it wins this race. It's pretty much that simple. It he's a cult. The thing that I really like watching his replays is that he was a bit green the last probably two, three prior starts prior to his most recent run. His most recent run behind Innsbruck was just far more professional. He wasn't carrying on in the middle of the run. He really took the bit and challenged her over the final stages of that race. We saw third come out and run really well, won a group two the next start afterwards with a high rating event. Uh, Innsbruck did fail the next start, but she was also pretty awful in the yard by reports. So there was an excuse there. I just think that this horse, it's a lovely looking type. I think everyone's probably seen it on all the, the little showman uh, bits and pieces that they've done on, on social media for the horse. Uh, I can't wait to see what Rob thinks of it out of the yard. If it runs to its best, it wins. It's just as simple as that. You're looking at other horses like I wish I win needs to improve based on its top ranking or top rating. And, uh, you know, other horses that have gone to that level previously, we're looking at hinged, converged, they would need to run to their absolute best. But they're not looking like they're quite at that level at the moment. So, I think that's um, a good point to finish on. Like he, it's, it, the, the race revolves around this bloke, and that's as much information as we can glean from what we get. And Peter's done the hard work for you, but you, you're completely mad not to buy Rob Scurry's mounting yard mail. It costs nothing. He wins, and he's going to give you a read on this horse that we're all trying sort of guessing on. Peter's got a lot, a much more advanced guess than. Mark and I, but it's still a guess, you know. Like, we there's so much to learn about this horse. How did he travel? How's he looking? 
what's a parade like with a big crowd in Sydney versus, you know, a nice peaceful European parade? Um, yeah. If those international figures are right, but he's about as good as Animo. Yeah. Is yeah. how I line it up. And that, that's that's pretty much the, where it begins and finishes. So really it's a case of do you want to back the horse at this price range? Do you want to wait for the mounting yard or do you want to try and find something to beat him? In which case you're probably just better off staying out because it's a crapshoot other than him. Yeah. Well, you know what I do? I'm just going to spec roughies for big prices so I don't spend too much in case Rob calls it a moral. <laughs> Let's roll through Peter's top five first, please, and we'll um, go through why I like each of them, please, mate. Wrong prices again, sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's okay. Uh, look, light, light infantry clearly on top for me. Um, Chain of Lightning does look suited stepping up that little bit in distance, and it's a very consistent horse. Um, in the Congo will be there on speed. Well, well, does have claims, obviously, coming to Wallow. Frankie de Torres ah, on. Ah, the Stewart. I think it still needs to improve based Fair on what we've seen so far. And look, I wish I win. You know, it wasn't necessarily suited versus the day last start, but it does need to improve on what we've seen so far. Uh, the next top five will be Mark yeah. Rodens. Yes. Uh, Light Infantry has a bit of Lise Brissier in the plate about it, in my opinion. I think the market might just... Well, they've, they've chipped away at it already. They might just on the day hang, think, hang on, why isn't this thing $2.30? And uh, just truck loaded. That's... Inched, who scratched from the Empire Rose to run in this race, Mark Redden, number two. Yeah, probably wants it a bit wetter. I love the Epsom form. Um, yep. the, the free light infantry, best horse in Australia, top ranked yep. in that race, as you know. Yep. Um, our top ranked is unfortunately off the scene, and light infantry is the best horse in Australia. Um, yep. But Inched has that form. Didn't have much weight that day, but uh, I expected to run. The barrier is against it. If, if, I'm just, I did a map and just because I liked her, I just stuck her in somewhere. You know, so you've got basically you're going like the spooky import, the grouse Epsom form back yeah. 100 meters, and now the grouse Everest form up 300 with overfast. That's the thing. I, yeah, I thought from the low draw, they would let the speed go, like in the Congo, and try and get a trial and just try and cattle him to get the 1500. There's every chance he won't get it. Um, there's no. No evidence to suggest he will, but it is a bloody strong form line. And he was up sitting a length off the lead in a dynamite fast uh, Everest, and he didn't weaken that much in the last 100. I thought it was a very, very good run. Um, they're only running him because it's worth 10 million, let's be honest. They wouldn't be running him over 1,500 otherwise, but he might he might uh, get a soft run behind the speed and sneak uh, top four. Yeah. Yeah. My top five is uh, Chain of Lightning on top, just because I know it. Uh, I think this horse is really, really good. I'm petrified now listening to Peter talk about this import, who I've snuck in there for fourth. Uh, I, I think Pinstripe's a huge price. He's $34 or bigger. Um, he's got an awful map, but he's got Mick D off. He's going to have a nice, steady tempo, stronger tempo here. Uh, if they're running on, this horse is a group one horse. He's a good, good horse. I think that I wish I win Pinstripe form from the two-rack where they run a huge number will stand up. Um, but obviously, it's very hard to gauge versus this import. And uh, like Peter, I actually don't mind uh, Wewa for Uncle Chris. Uh, full credit to him for getting it in because it looks like I can run a race. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the two-rack form really stands up because it was a good day uh, of racing and it was the biggest runs, biggest race on that day's racing. I think it's a, a really good form reference for the 100-meter race. Peter, am I right in saying I should know this myself? I wish I win was about six bucks earlier in the week, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's out to 11 already. 
I think there's probably just a few little queries there. Your first time at the track, uh, even though it wasn't suited versus the day, I don't think the splits going through the line it didn't seem to peak on its run. And I think that was already a small query, wasn't it? Just the which is why I, I like fifteen hundred. So, yeah, yeah, the one hundred difference might might help, but still, we'll be back there with some of these good fellow good horses. So we'll, we'll see who's got a better turn of foot. Uh, look, I think at at some point. The horse will run into the straight and look at like it's going to be running on. So it's whether or not it has the same same tank load. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's a good race. Well, full credit to PBL because he's actually a good race. We're talking about it. Um, let's finish with our best bets and value. Uh, pistols with light infantry. Rob Scurry doesn't hasn't hasn't done a map yet. He's with Balana, um, who's going to be very very wide. But Jesus. Big win last start, wasn't it? Uh, oh, Roden, you are with Light Infantry as well. I'm with Mars Mission. Can that, isn't that a moral? Pretty much. It is. It'll win. It'll win race five, guys. Build your day around Mars Mission. Uh, I, I think it's flying. I think it would be suited on a good track. And our value bets, boys. Yep, Eduardo for me. Just uh, on, a, on the chance he finds his best again. Pinstripe for me, big fat price, good, good horse. His day will come. Hopefully, it's on Saturday. Mark, you always hinged. Small saver on hinged against the good thing, light infantry, uh, just out of that very strong Epsom. And, and Rob, well, I asked Rob for his best and value, and he made it the same horse for Lana. Uh, you will notice a little pat on, uh, pat myself on the back here. Got the prices right for this slide. They are the correct <laughs> prices for the first time in about six. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're uh, back. We'll be back next week, guys, with correct prices. Anything else we should leave them with? Uh, just that uh, Rob, when asked for best and value, gave Balana the same horse as his best and his best value. Um, he just operates that way. Well, he's an H way partner sometimes. We're in place. We're in place. Yeah, that's right. Right, guys. That's been Ready Bet. That's been Victims of the Pilot Power by ReadyBet.com.au. Download the app, gamble responsibly. Bet Australian. Download the app, gamble responsibly. Pistol. God bless you. Thank you. You're looking beautiful. Did you back up well? <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Bye for now.